Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I want to I call tonight, wise up. Everybody say, wise up. Wise up. Wise up. Uh, just my way of saying, get, get some wisdom. Get some wisdom about you. And um, what I'm going to do is kind of shotgun. I'm going to go all over the place here for the next few minutes, hit it quick, but, but kind of uh, shotgun around and maybe speak into your life a little bit. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles or you're taking notes, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. And this is a beautiful, beautiful text. You're going to enjoy reading this. And here we go. Here we go. So it says this, so be careful how you live. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be understanding what the will of the Lord is. And then it says this, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, I got to tell you, when, when I mention that those set of verses when I state those verses right there is there some wisdom up in that I mean that is that is loaded with wisdom uh I mean really we could stop right there and just let you dissect those verses and go home and chew on them because it's it's full of wisdom so I want to kind of I want to kind of throw out um some statements built around this verse and some other verses that I want to give you here real quick. And again, I just kind of shotgun out there and throw some stuff out to you, just kind of some wisdom stuff. So let's talk about it. Number one is I don't want you to live under your potential. T- tap somebody around you and say, don't live under your potential. Now, if you've been around my preaching at all, you'll know that the word potential is a word that I'm not very fond of because when somebody says you've got a lot of potential, that means there's a lot of something laying dormant inside of you, right? In other words, they say, boy, he's a pretty good preacher. He's got a lot of potential. Uh, that, that basically says, you know, one of these days he's going to st- stretch into what's there. And uh, that's not really exciting. I mean, one of these, boy, you know, he's got some potential in business. Uh, somebody might tell you, he's, he's, a, he's a pretty good worker. He's got potential. And so I, I am stating this as kind of a, so a wisdom thought is don't live under your potential. Max out who you are. Max out what God's gifts are in your life and live up to the max of those gifts. Live up to the max of your potential. That doesn't mean that you have to be 
um, as good in one area as somebody else is, but, but be the best you that you can be. Live up to your potential. Be the best you that you can be. The second thing I want to talk about is eliminating the negatives in your life. Just cut the negative crud in your life. And I think all of us have to do kind of a negative um, test on our lives every once in a while. And I equally know that we can get negative and not even know that we get negative. Can I get a witness? I mean, we can get some negative up on us. I was uh, talking to my brother this past week, and he was on the phone with me, and he started to state something, and he, and he stopped in mid-sentence. And I was like, why, why did he do that? And he said, oh, he said, man, that's negative. And our church is on a 21-day no negative talk. And so I never did hear the rest of that story. But he felt like it was a, and I told him, I said, bro, you got your work cut out for you. Because when you start thinking in that area and you have to do a negative assessment of your life, you're going to find that there's more in there than you even think. I'm a, I'm a very positive person. But boy, if I don't check up on myself, there can be some negative flow out of me. And, and I, I've got to do a, a checkup. So, so eliminate the negatives. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to go back to the scripture that we started off reading, which is so powerful. And that is walking in the spirit means that we must eliminate all of the negatives. They got to go. Because if the spirit comes in, the negatives got to go because there's nothing negative about the spirit. But when there's not enough spirit in you, it's going to be filled with other things. When, when the Spirit of the Lord comes in, he, our God is jealous, God. And when he comes in, he wants to fill it all up. And when he fills it all up, he squashes out all of the impurities. He starts working on those impurities in our life. And negative talk and speech and actions and all of these things are definitely something that he begins to work on. And it means living in victory in spite of human limitations or hazards in our life or even um, opponents that come against us, people who come against us, staying, staying positive, which means turning around the negatives in your life. So when negative comes in, turning that around and making, uh, making something out of it instead of carrying it on and, and, and passing it from one person to the ne next and, and kind of being a, a spreader of negativity. So there's some negative things like, like this, and that is saying things like, well, I'm just too old to do anything. I, come turn that around and say age is not a problem. There have been all kind of very, very successful people that did credible things way on up in age. And uh, Dean and I are constantly shaking ourselves uh, that as we grow older together by the grace and help of God, I want to I wanna keep learning, don't you? Uh, I want to never stop learning, never stop learning. Brother and sister uh, Tenny, who is, you know, I'm a fan of, he's a, I just, I think he's the bomb. And he is, he is, I've had him through here speak a number of times. Brother Tenny, just a few, other, a few days ago, my brother ran into him at a very, very progressive minister's conference that you would never expect Brother Tenny to be there. And the reason I say that is because of, it's super progressive and, 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 and it's, it's a younger type 
conference for younger ministers. And my brother saw him there, and when he walked up, Sister Tinny looked at him and said this. She said, you know, like, I know you're wondering why we're here. But she said, it is our motto to never stop learning. They were there to learn. They were taking notes. They were doing all that stuff. And I, I just think that's incredible. And God, let that be a part of our lives. And some of you are a, um, a mentor to me in that area and that you have surely modeled that for us. Uh, because of your age, you continue to move forward and showed us that age is not a problem. Yeah, you got a few more uh, aches and pains and, and, and all that goes with that. And, and like Sister Maxie said, getting old is not for sissies. So, uh, but, but, but I got to tell you, you've, you've encouraged, many of you have encouraged us in that area. So if you're young, Paul admonished this, don't, don't let age be a problem. And in other words, if you're young, let no man despise thy youth. If, if, you're, if you're old, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Paul kind of speaks to both areas of our life and keep making a, a difference. Another negative that you can kind of turn around is uh, personal skills are, are uh, you know, I don't have the skills to, to do what I need to do. I don't have the skills to be greater than what I am. But I like to turn around that and say personal skills are irrelevant. If you've got a want to, you can do whatever you want to. I'm telling you, you put your mind to it, you put your heart to it, you can do whatever you want to. Don't give me this junk that you don't have what it takes because you didn't. I'm telling you, if you put your heart to something, you can make it happen. I, uh, no matter what that may be in your field or where you're at, whether that's business, whether that's church attendance, whether that's uh, serving God, whether that's, you know, doing greater things for your family, whatever it means, if you put your heart to this thing, you can do it. The next thing I want to talk about is kind of a wisdom statement for you is live a life of boldness. Live a life of boldness. Just be bold. Be bold. The early disciples got into serious trouble in Jerusalem after Pentecost. They were filled with the Spirit at Pentecost, but they did the right thing. They prayed. They made a difference. And look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. It tells us, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake, I like this, and they spake the word of God with, I thought, I think I had that on the screen for it. They spake the word of God with boldness, with boldness. Somebody say with boldness. And they spake the word of God with boldness. They didn't, they didn't get all just so timid and, you know, shy and backward with it. They were unashamed. They were unashamed. They were proud to be filled with the Spirit and proud in a good way. They, had, they, they, they felt good about it. They were inspired about it. And when you're filled with the Spirit, you, are, you have a sense of boldness about you to proclaim the gospel. Now, I'm going to state this because it just needs to be said. Holy boldness is not arrogance. And also, holy boldness is not ignorance. It's not just opening your mouth and not have anything to say and just constantly running your mouth with, with arrogance and ignorance. And I, I see so much of that in this 
modern day and oh, we, we, everybody's blown up with self and, and boy, you just hear so much arrogance and, and along with it, some ignorance. But if you're full of the Spirit, as the Bible says, and they pray and they're assembled together and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. They were sure of who they were and they spoke that with boldness. And it's, it, it, but I'm speaking of this same boldness with a true humility and a, an energized with the Spirit of the Lord inside of your life. Speaking things with boldness, speaking things with sureness in your life. Uh, I think every one of us need to hear this kind of stuff sometime. Just, just saying, hey, come on, shake yourself a little bit, man. You can be better. You can be stronger. You can be bolder. You don't have to cow in a corner. You think the devil in this day and age wants us Christians to kind of cow into a corner? Oh, my goodness. No, he, he Don't get that, that humility is cowing in a corner and getting run over. I want to stand up, be bold, and I want our church to be bold, be, be examples for what, what a, a Christ-filled life, a spirit-filled life looks like. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is this. Deal sternly, sternly, and swiftly with your past. I mean, like, jump on it. Deal with it. Deal with it. That the past is not a hindrance in your life. If you have prior failures, forget them and move on into your future, trusting God. Move into it. If you have past sins, put them under the blood of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Move on in your life. A favorite writer of mine, and he's my favorite writer in the world of prayer, he, he writes some of the greatest thoughts in uh, on the, in the world of prayer, and his name was an old philosopher named A.W. Tozer. And A.W. Tozer had a couple statements that he, I want to mention tonight. He says this, deal thoroughly with sin every day. And, I, and he says this also, don't blame others. If you have prior failures, forget them. Move on into, the, into that next stage. Forget it. Move past Put those things behind you and press forward to that mark, that high calling of God. And I'm speaking a positive word to you in my little brief time to get to speak here tonight. Just sowing some positive words into your life. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says this. There is therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but what? After the Spirit. Kick out that condemnation. This church is not a, a there is, I don't, I don't care the worst of sinner when they walk in this room. We don't heap condemnation on people. We preach against sin and they have conviction against sin, but there's a big difference between conviction and condemnation. One is from God, conviction through the word of God. One is condemnation that you can't ever, ever seem to get that off of you. And the church should not be a place where condemnation is laid on you, and it's not here. And, but, but equally in our life, we've got to move past that, move past our past, and move forward in the name of Jesus. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you believe that? If you hadn't written anything else down, I want you to write this down if you've if you got a, something to write down. And that is this, keep short accounts with God. Keep short accounts with God. I'm still dealing with the past here. What, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? 
In other words, don't let there be this long running list of sins you got going on that goes back for 30 years that you hadn't dealt with. Deal with them. Don't let there be a long running account with God. But, but deal with them. I mean, on a daily basis, deal with the junk in your life and then let it go and move on and, and don't keep those long accounts, those long accounts. Because if we're to make a difference, we must take a thorough daily spiritual inventory of our life, give it to God in repentance and move forward in the name of Jesus. Pastor, that seems too easy. It's too, it sounds too easy to be you because in our human flesh, we want to pay for everything. And so we whip our back and we, we whip others trying to make them pay or make ourselves pay when Jesus has already taken the stripes on his back and blood's already dripped off of his body so that I may be forgiven of my sin. He made it easy for us. He made it easy for us. You come to him. You come to that throne room boldly in prayer. God, I've got to have you. I need you. I don't want to long run an account. I want to step in your presence and clear out this account. Wash me and cleanse me and purify me in Jesus' name. So the next little uh, wisdom statement I want to throw out to you is this. Focus on God's primary calling in your life. I told you I was going to be all over the place tonight. Focus on God's primary calling in your life. In other words, this, don't attempt to be a jack of all trades. Man, I, I got to do, you know, everything in this God deal in the sense of I got I to I spin all the plates. Focus on what God called you to be. You've got a special gift that God has endowed you with for the kingdom of God and also in your, uh, the world of your business or how you make money, your career. You've got some gifts there and you've got some gifts when it comes to God. God didn't put you on this church, in this church, for you to just sit on your backside and never do anything for him. You have a gift now get yourself into his presence, clear out the account, let God be able to use you and go to work for the kingdom of God. Can I get a witness? So use those special gifts that God has endowed you and spend your life focusing on that special calling that he has given you. Some of you, God has called you to be intercessors. I mean, you, you, you can get a hold of God. You know how to pray. You know how to seek the face of God. I don't think everybody has that gift in them. We all have, we all should pray. But there are some who have that ability to intercede. And, and, and I think God puts enough intercessors within the church to be able to handle the load of things that are coming against the church. Can I say, can I get amen? And, and, and if you are in that category, I want you to step up and, and, and rock it right there. I mean, be the best that you can be and be an intercessor. If he's given you a gift that you have this, uh, this larger than life personality, man, please go to work in the vision God has given us here and help us win people to Jesus. We literally had uh, probably 20 maybe more visitors here this past Sunday. I mean, connect with them, love them, remember their names, connect with them, and, and be the best that you can be in connecting with others. If, if you're an influencer, 
If you're an influencer, if you're a, a leader, what, what is that leader? Is a leader because the one that has a title? No, that's a positional leader. I'm talking about a one who has influence. Use your influence. To me, influence, the word influence is the greatest definition of the word leadership that you can have. Influence. If you have influence with others, use that. That's a God-given gift that you have. Use that to, to be a blessing in the kingdom of God and do great things. Again, I'm just throwing out a bunch of wisdom statements to you tonight. The next thing I want to talk to you about, and I'm trying to move quick because we we uh, got about 10 more minutes. Fellowship. Um, Run with the right crowd. Run with the right crowd. I, uh, you know, when we say run with the right crowd, we instantly think of students. We instantly think of uh, children and kids and run with the right crowd. And, but you're going to have some friends, and this goes back to what I talked about earlier, that who are just negative thinkers. They're negative family members. They're, uh, they may be close friends. They may be loved ones, whatever they may be. And you're going to have to be around them some. But I'm going to tell you this. You cannot let their negativity influence you. You can't let what they're involved in, if it's, if it's uh, sinful, impact your life. You've got to run with the right crowd. And so if it's negative thinking that drags you down, which it will, you don't need to spend a lot of time with that, because if you do, it's going to get your hide. And you're going to feel the weight of it. It becomes emotional dragging. You can feel it dragging on you. And so I, I have to limit my time with such influences that are around my life. And so you've got to do the same thing. Make sure you run with eagles or you'll walk with the chickens. I just made that up, but anyways. And there are people I know and, and like. I, I will tell you, there's people I know and they're like who are just spirit dampeners. Y'all ever met anybody like that? I know there's nobody here in the church, but somebody out there. But they're just spirit dampeners. And you got to learn how to love them. There's no doubt. And you're going to have to maybe even spend time with them due to friendships or family. And there are certain things, but you have got to watch the amount of social time that you put into your life. If that was coming through Facebook, we'd say limit your time. If that was coming through TV, we'd say limit your time. If that's coming through a voice in your life, you've got to draw boundaries on that and limit your time. You've got to put things around you that keep your life living for Jesus because a spirit-filled life is a life of abundant living. So, learn to love them, but you don't have to spend your life around that all the time. If you do, you're not going to be a difference maker, and I want to be a difference maker in my world. I've got, dude, we don't have long in this, y'all know that, right? Are y'all with me that life like goes at the speed of, speed of light? I mean, it's like, oh my goodness. Do y'all notice that, or does it just seem like Wednesdays and Sundays come around real quick? I mean, it's like, oh, my goodness. I go to sleep and wake up, and it's Wednesday. I go to sleep and wake up, it's Sunday. I mean, every, and I know you do the same thing, and, and, and it, it just light. And so I've got this little, little tenure 
in the big scheme of things to really make a difference. And I want to be a difference maker so bad. I'm going to tell you this. Hear the voice of Nathan Keating. I want to be a difference maker in the Golden Triangle. I want to so bad. I want to be a difference maker. And, I, and I'm trying. I'm, I hope I'm trying my best. I hope there's not potential left on the table. But I hope I'm trying my best to make a difference. We started a lunch and lead deal here. And most of you haven't been to it, but it's, it's called Lunch and Lead. And we invite everyone in the city. Our largest one was last time. We had right at 80 business leaders here. And man, it was so exciting, so fun. And people might say, Pastor, why are you doing that? Because I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. Because listen, we've got all kind of voices in our world right now. I mean, there's like, I mean, y'all with me? I mean, it's like voices, it's like turn down the volume. Somebody has got to be a positive voice in this world right now. And I'm not telling you I'm the only cat, the one that can be that. But you are that. In the place where you are, the place that you reside, the place where you work, the people that you influence, be positive. Speak life into them. They want a God that is greater than all the crud they're hearing. Our political system, oh my God, it sounds like an argument between two kindergartners. I need somebody with the church. Boy, this is, we, this is the time for the church to shine, man. This is a time for us to stand up from our pulpits to our pews and stand up and let a spirit of positivity roll out of us and say that all of that politics stuff is going down the ground. But I want to tell you something. You need to look at the church. Man, it's never been greater than it's, ever, than it's been now. I really believe that. And I don't mean just this local church. I'm talking about the church of the living God. It's never been at a greater time. We are standing at the gates of hell, but they shall not prevail. Can I get a witness? They shall not prevail. We're going to be a light, man. So, so fellowship with winners. Be around people that want to see revival. Be around people that want to fill up their pew. I would like that to get infectious in this church that you want to fill up your pew. Boy, it's happening on Sundays. We can barely find a place to sit, huh? Fill up your pew. Fill up your pew. I mean, be infectious with that because you got, do you believe you have the truth? If you believe it, you ought to be going nuts telling people about Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to be condemning or ugly or put negative on you, but I'm saying this, get inspired with that. God has given you a gift now go forth and, and use it for the glory of God. The next thing I want to say is live in a full court press. Now, if you're not a basketball player, you're not going to understand this, but I, I was raised playing basketball, and so live in a full court press. So full court press in basketball is you can start at the uh, half court and start picking up and playing defense or whatever at half court, or usually when the game gets on the line, they start playing a full court press. In other words, they go from end to end. Some from mark to mark, they play all the way down. And so I'm saying this, live in a full court press. In other words, I'm going to be on the, I'm going to make sure I make a difference. In other words, write your goals down and what do I want to accomplish in life? And I'm going I'm to accomplish this in Jesus' name. I'm going to read, read. I'm going to make myself smarter. I'm going to study. Oh, I love our new group, our study, conversation study with Brother Ken, Brother, Brother Ken, y'all both Brother Ken. And I just realized that. So both of these guys lead this group and talking about the word of God, man. 
It's awesome, dude. I love it. I love it. And, and they're having great numbers of people come. They're talking about those study. They're studying. They're studying. I love that. I love that. Pray. Pray much. Study hard. Read much. Be a self-starter. Hear it? Be a full-court press. Play the, be a self-starter. I don't mean like, be, get up, move, do something, make life happen. Well, I'm going to sit in my house and let life come to me. No, it's not going to come to you. You got to get up. Go do something. Make a difference in your life. Carry very little spiritual baggage because you're in a spiritual, uh, you're in this full court press. Don't have a bunch of things that weight you down. Live a life of forgiveness. Forgive everybody around you because you do know God do, does not hear your prayers if you don't forgive. You're, he, he, just, he can't even hear you. So forgive often. Forgive people that you don't even know that they, that they got anything against you. Just forgive everybody. Live a life of forgiveness because if you don't, you're going to have so much spiritual baggage on you, it's going to be hard for you to live in a full court press. Forgive, forgive, forgive. I'm going to tell you this. As a pastor, I forgive people. They don't even know I'm forgiving them. You know why? It's a release on me. It's a release on me. I'm asking you, encouraging you to do the same. Make no room for idols. Don't let idols get up. Play full court. Don't let idols get on you and weigh you down and pull you down. I'm going to say this too, and these are just, I'm throwing out wisdom things to you. Cut alcohol out of your life. Cut drugs out of your life. Cut tobacco out of your life. Cut evil talk out of your life. Is that all right? There's enough jokes for you to tell without telling things that are evil. There's enough things for you to watch without watching things that are evil. Come on now, I'm preaching right now. Cut those things out of your life. Pastor, that's hard. Oh, hard, my foot. Get up. I don't know if I've ever said that. But get up and live a life clean. Well, I want to do what I want to do. Fine. But I'm going to tell you something. It can be a life of destruction and hardship. Live a full court press. Make a difference. Be a difference maker. Be a difference maker. Amen? Live a spirit-filled life. And when you get the Spirit in you, there's certain, certain things that you start kicking out of your life because the Spirit says, not today, devil. It says, no, I don't want that in this house. I don't want this in this house. Um, I'm, I was in uh, Austin, and, and, and we were, uh, when I served in Austin, and we had a guy that was arguing, 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 that... He, he, wanted to, uh, he, wanted, he wanted to drink. He wanted to drink. And he was going to argue, Lord, I mean, he had been a Christian a long time. But he picked up on this deal, and he, he wanted to just drink, drink. And I don't mean like get drunk, but he just always drinking. Boy, he was in an arguing match with Brother Johnson. I mean, Brother Johnson. He just, whew, fussing. And all of a sudden, he had a dream. I've mentioned this here before. He had a dream one night. I've never heard this said. It's just crazy cool. He had a dream one night, and in the dream... This, this, this man had a dream one night and said, listen, there's two spirits trying to live in this house. You decide which one stays. Well, if you know, they call alcohol spirit. So he woke up the next morning, ran to the church, and said, I can tell you which one's leaving and which one's staying. And he kept the Holy Spirit in his life. And kicked out the thing that was going to lead him to destruction. I have never in my life, and you can argue with me, and I'll probably resurrect somebody that'll want to argue with me. 
But I'm just telling you something. I've never heard anybody in their life say, I started drinking and my wife came back. My life started coming back together. Am I telling the truth? I have never heard anybody. Well, I'm telling you, I started drinking and it's amazing. I, things started coming together in my life. And I mean, boy, I can tell God's all up in this. No, no, no. Let me tell you the story. The story is my next door neighbor who was my age. And in this church, he, I, had to bear, I had to preach his funeral. And I watched alcohol ravage him and eat him up. Successful. Number one salesperson in all of the U.S. But I watched alcohol through success, all those blessings of finance and stuff, and they were flying him and sending him on cruise. And they showed up on his door one day, two models from uh, Italy to give him a gift of a trip to Italy. I'm going to tell you, this guy was high rolling. And tonight, his ashes are in the ocean because we, we buried him because I watched it start ravaging him and eating him. And he would look at me and say, tell people they can't open this door in their life. Is that all right? I walked in uh, Longview, Texas when I was a youth pastor. I was just a kid. I'll never forget, I was sent over to pray for somebody I didn't know, and they wanted a minister to pray for me, and, and I, I hollered, I'm beating, and nobody, but the door was kind of cracked, and so I, I opened the door and said, come in, and a guy hollered from the back, and he was in bed, and he, he could no longer speak, had a hole in his, where his nose is supposed to be, and I walked in, and he was able to squeak out words to me. He was on his deathbed from smoking, and he said, please spend your life and tell everybody you know to never do what I have done. So I'm, I'm letting the grave speak tonight and telling you, why even open that door? Are you with me? Why even open that door? Well, pastor, I'm going to fight for it. I can do it if I want. I'll change churches and go to one where I can do it. We're not going to kick you out, but I want your life to be the best. Why wouldn't we kick? Well, you ought to kick them. No, no, kick them out because this is a place of chance. Amen? If you're drinking, if you're smoking, don't not come back because God doesn't have a chance with you. Keep coming back. Church is a what? Church is a chance. Pastor, won't you do something with them? Won't you do that? No, 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 no. I'd rather them be here than a bar room. There's a chance. One of these days, God's going to stir them with conviction and God's going to change their life. Oh, I believe that. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Oh, are y'all going to hear a testimony on Sunday? Oh, y'all can't wait to wait for us. All right, so I've got I've to shut this thing down. So I'm going to just give you the headings of what I'm going to say. Practice positive faith talk. Speak faith, crazy faith. God can do anything. Speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it. Speak it into people's life. You see somebody that needs healing, speak a positive word of faith. Pray over them. Speak something life-giving into them. When they say, would you please pray for me? Say, don't say, yeah. Right then, say, can I pray with you? Right then in that moment. Because nobody else is doing that, I promise you. Just reach out and say, can I pray for you right now? You'll ne- they'll never forget you. Speak crazy, crazy faith. 
and let God do what he wants to do. The next one, stand for your convictions. If you got a conviction, dear Lord, stand for it. Dear Lord, stand for it. I got convictions. I believe in my, I don't try to put my convictions on you. But I, I stand for what I believe. Stand for what you believe. Nobody has an issue with that. I don't care if it's against everybody on your row. If you've got a conviction, stick your conviction. You know what? But a lot of times it's not really a conviction. And I find that out quick when people cannot sit around people that are different than them. If it's really your conviction, you can be around a bunch of hellions and still stand for what you believe. Can I get a witness? I've never understood that about, about folks. And that is this, if you believe something, dear Lord, stand up and believe it. Can I get a witness? And one thing about this church is that we have always pushed and believed that you can stand on your conviction and stand strong on them and, and be unmovable in them. Grow, develop, guide, let God guide you to, to establish those things in your life. And it will be different for you than it is for me and vice versa. There are some things we absolutely know in the word of God that are no-nos, that are sins. And, but it fills up about two scriptures that we know that are absolutely sin. And he says, you're going to split hell wide open if you do these. The rest of these things, God lets us have a little tension in our life that we have to work out. And it's very unique. I think it's very healthy. Because in a church like this, there's 400 people working with this tension. And as long as you've got tension, you need God to help you on the other side and establishing and working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen.